Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on CBS and Play It. And I am excited today because we're going to have an amazing show with Josh Turner. And he has a company called Linked Selling. And we're going to be talking about LinkedIn and how businesses can use LinkedIn not to recruit new hires, although that's probably something we can talk about, not for somebody to go out and put their resume out there so they could possibly get a job. But we're going to talk about how you can use LinkedIn to get more clients, to get more business. And I think that's what LinkedIn, one of the great strengths of LinkedIn, that's what it's all about. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Shep. So tell us a little background on yourself so we know who you are. Yeah, I, um, I guess I'll start in the, at the beginning of how I got into this whole LinkedIn journey. Um, 2006 was when I first joined LinkedIn, and, and at the time I was member number 6 million and change. Now there's 360-something million members, so pretty early on back then. Uh, at the time, I was the CFO of a construction and manufacturing company here in St. Louis, and unfortunately, that company was hit really hard by the downturn in the, in the economy and, and had to shut its doors in November of '09. So I was then faced with a decision, go get another job or go out on my own, and I'd been itching to do the entrepreneur thing for quite some time and figured, what better time than now in this terrible economy to to give it a shot. So, so, so what I got did. you into LinkedIn? Yeah, so basically I started using LinkedIn for my business that I started in 2010, working as an outsourced CFO for businesses here in St. Louis. And um, LinkedIn was one of the ways that I was growing that business, getting so you, in front you, of you, more prospects. You posted your personal resume, if you will, on LinkedIn. You created your profile with the yeah. hope that somebody would hire you to be their CFO or maybe uh, the uh, uh, subcontracted CFO. Yeah, freelance CFO, right. Mm -hmm. But it was more than just putting my profile up there and hoping someone would see it. It was reaching out to targeted prospects. It was building a LinkedIn group that positioned me as an authority in my market. A, a lot of, you know, more advanced kinds of strategies. And so some of my clients that I was helping with finance work started noticing some of these things I was doing on LinkedIn in 2011. One of them asked me if I would run for them a similar LinkedIn campaign for their business. And so I thought, huh, maybe there's something here. So I built linkselling.com at the, uh, in 2011. I thought, hey, maybe there's some other businesses that need help with this. And it's, uh, it's taken off since then. So what are the kinds of businesses that you work with? We have clients that are in manufacturing, IT, construction, coaching and consulting. It's really across the board, all sorts of different industries all around the world. And, and the way you're using LinkedIn is to create a profile, a presence on LinkedIn uh, you mentioned the word authority. You wanted to be a, uh, an authority. For lack of a better yeah. term, I like to use the word thought leader, although that's a sure. pretty strong word. You wanted to be recognized as an authority in your business. Yep. And that's how this, this is, LinkedIn can position you as such. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's really one of the keys to how we do things on LinkedIn. And what we found is that if you can really position yourself above the fray of all of the noise that's going on online and with social media by standing out as a real a real leader in, in the eyes of your prospects that they are much more approachable when you start reaching out to them to talk business because you're not just another 
cheesy salesperson beating on their door. All right. So we're going to get into some specific strategies, and I hope you share some of those secrets with us. You because bet. That's what makes Amazing Business Radio amazing, right? Is we're going to have amazing content with amazing guests. But there is a misconception of LinkedIn, and I probably fall into that category of wondering what's it all about. Uh, I've just recently been exposed to your wonderful uh, teachings and have started to use LinkedIn to try to build a little bit more business for me. But in the beginning, I thought LinkedIn was that place. It's like a resume uh, where you put it out there, you let people know you're there, hopefully you get recruited, or maybe you, you know, as you mentioned, target people that you feel that you might be good with or connect with people. Uh, to me, it was like Facebook for business. Sure. but. Yeah. It's not. Well, I mean, you can use it like that if you want. There's, there's no rule that says you can't just use it as an online Rolodex. But if you really want to get consistent results out of it and use it as a lead generation tool, then you got to be proactive with it. Just having a LinkedIn profile that sits there and looks pretty in and of itself isn't going to generate consistent results. And unfortunately, a lot of people have that perception that that's what it is all about um, until they you know, stumble upon our stuff. And, and your stuff is, is all about promoting a company and a business, not just a person. And you mentioned the profile being nice and pretty. What goes into a good profile? Typically, there's three key things that I recommend everybody really take stock of when working on their LinkedIn profiles. Number one is make sure that you got a professional headshot. You know, don't don't have a picture of yourself, you know, drinking beer on the weekend with your buddies or anything like that. Now you're talking Facebook. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, a professional headshot. You can't go wrong there. The second thing is, is your headline on LinkedIn. So that's the area right underneath your name. So when you're reaching out to people, sending connection requests, messaging prospects, the first two things they're going to look at is going to be your picture and your headline. So you want that headline to really speak to you know, the benefits that you bring to your clients, your differentiators. And most people, they just put something in there that says title, comma, company name. So I'll see a lot of times people's headline will read something like partner at JKC Associates LLC. And who knows what that is? Nobody knows what that means. It doesn't tell anybody anything. You're so much better off. What should the headline be? You want to talk about, you know, yes, you got to, you know, maybe include your title and company name, but then talk about the kinds of businesses you help what you help them with, what are the benefits they get from working with you, you know, work in that unique selling or unique value proposition. And I know it's real easy for us to just simply look it up, but what does your headline say? Mine right now says, um, my new book Connect launches on June 15th. Please go to theconnectbook.com to get a free copy. Oh, wow. so you've got a book, which I knew about, and we're going to talk about it. And, and so that's what your headline says. Right, because right now the, the main thing I want people to do that look at my profile is to go over to that website, theconnectbook.com, and pick up a free copy of my book. You know, so you can use you know, your LinkedIn profile as a, as a tool to push people to anywhere you want on the web. Right. So first, shameless plug, and I'm going to do it for you. The new book, it's called? Connect. Connect. Simply connect. Yep. And the website is? Theconnectbook.com. Theconnectbook.com. And you can get the book at no charge. That's right. So during the pre-order until June 15th and the, the week following as well, we're basically incentivizing people to get in. And when you get the Kindle pre-order, which is like $4, then we will ship you the physical book on June 15th and also enroll you in our new LinkedIn course, which is normally $197, but we're including that for free as well. For $4. That's right. Unbelievable. But 
uh, or should I say amazing. That's right. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> business radio. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. Well, we'll make sure that we mention this a couple of times because I don't want people to, to lose this great opportunity. Uh, I'll actually be, I wish I were the first one to buy the book, but I'm going to go get the book as soon as we're finished with awesome, this interview. Man. All right. So, and it's called Connect and you can go to theconnectbook.com. Excellent. So, uh, that's what your headline says. Wow. So I'm, it, but it has your name. My well, everyone's name company is in name? a different section. Okay. It my headline right now doesn't even you know have my company name in it. You know I'm using it for, as more of like a, a lead generation tool because we've got so much activity going on right now to promote the book that a lot of people are coming and looking at my profile and I want that to be the first thing that they see. Then they go down into my summary section and there's more details about my business as well as the book. Right now, prior to the book launch. My title said founder at linked selling and then there was a little comma and it said we help b2b companies generate leads via linkedin and webinars so you are able to put almost an entire sentence yep. if not a short paragraph in, is the headline absolutely that's really cool i did not know that so the perfect profile would have your name and then underneath it, the call to action or what you want people to know about you, uh, not just your title. Because I would, I would imagine if they are interested in that provocative headline that you create, they're gonna go down to the next level, which is listing you know, where you've been, where you work, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're gonna see you're president of, of linked selling you're, or you're the VP of whatever company it is. Yeah, absolutely. And really what we recommend is there's a section in your LinkedIn profile called the summary section. Mm -hmm which allows you to use somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand characters. And I, we usually recommend people put that right underneath your picture and below that headline section so that they look at your picture, they look at your headline, and then they go right down into your summary section where you can tell a little bit of a story about your business. You can include uh, testimonials or case studies from clients and then talk a little bit about what you do and then boom, another call to action at the bottom to get them to either you know, connect with you on LinkedIn, to sign up for a strategy session or consultation or, or maybe to go you know, get your free book. Outstanding, and then of course you've got your resume underneath which builds credibility. Right. Anything else you wanna to add to the profile? Those three things, if people can just take care of those three things, the picture, the headline, and the summary section, you'll be light years ahead of most people. Great, and so LinkedIn has a search engine built into it. There's a block that says, put your search term in here, whatever you're searching for. Uh, where, where is that going to? Is it going to the headline? Is that what's gonna drive most of your results, or is it that summary section? Well, they're looking for keywords throughout your profile, is what impacts LinkedIn search results. So if, you're, if you go on LinkedIn and you search for a customer service speaker. That's me. That's you. Okay, right. thank you. So more or less, the more places that you have those exact keywords in your profile, the higher you should rank for those keywords. But their algorithm is a bit more sophisticated than that. So you can't just stuff your profile with those keywords and expect to show up number one. You wouldn't want to anyways, though, because then your prospects and, and real clients would think there's something wrong with you. Okay. You know? um, so, you know, you want to try and balance it between having enough keywords that you start ranking high on LinkedIn search results so that when people are looking for somebody like you that you get found, but you don't want to overdo it to the point where you look like a robot. Right. So let's uh, let you see. You've now mentioned two types of businesses or two types of uses. I'm a business and actually um, my company. Yes, I'm a speaker, but we have training and we have trainers that go out and we sell books as well. So whatever the flavor of the month 
growth is for my company, I might want to change my headline to reflect that. Absolutely. Okay, cool, yep. cool. And your business, which is probably not too unlike my business, it's just a totally different topic. You know, you speak on linked, uh, LinkedIn, uh, you teach companies through webinars and uh, how they can benefit from this, but you've got a different call to action. What other companies could benefit from this whole LinkedIn program? Anybody that's uh, B2B, any company that's selling to other businesses should be looking at how they're gonna leverage LinkedIn. So it's an important social media tool. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there have been studies that have shown clearly that business executives pay more attention to LinkedIn than any other social network online by far, and that they're checking it on a very regular basis. So if you're trying to reach decision makers in businesses, LinkedIn's a slam dunk. So CEOs of major companies are on LinkedIn? Yeah, to some okay. extent. Uh, and, and I know that if I were to look up some interesting uh, high, you know, maybe Fortune 100 companies and I'm looking at the C-suite, sure. are these people actually checking their profiles or did somebody make it for them? You know, whether or not they made it themselves or not, I'm not sure. I think the, the question that matters most is, are they really paying attention to LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I said to some extent these CEOs are on LinkedIn because, yes, they're all going to have a profile. But are they really actively using it? Is there a way to tell? Probably not. Well, I think that you can just, at a certain echelon of company, a Fortune 100 CEO, you're probably not going to be able to get him to agree to a meeting with you by reaching out and connecting with him on LinkedIn, unless you have a really good in. Mm-hmm. And now, some of them are probably paying attention a little bit and you know logging on every once in a while. But it's just, it's my gut that the very top levels of business in major companies you're not going to get to those kind of people. And chances are, if you do get to somebody, somebody's monitoring it for them, and they may, you may be asking for something, and maybe you don't get that CEO or that president to respond, but somebody does yeah. respond and tells you what to do and where to go. So it still may not be a bad idea to try to reach out to somebody, even though uh, it's a, you know, a remote chance that they're actually doing it themselves, which well, is totally fine with me. Yeah, and, and the CEO of Microsoft, for example, you know, for the most people don't need to get to that person. That's not the decision maker they ultimately need to reach anyways. And so if you go a level down and you start looking at some of the directors and, and you know, senior level VPs and executive VPs and such that work at Microsoft, they're probably a lot more reachable on LinkedIn. That makes a lot of sense. What about B2C, business to consumer, anything there? So, you know, an example I like to use is a, a company that uh, manufactures dog collars. And that company is not going to go on LinkedIn and try and sell a dog collar to somebody one on one. You know, that's just not what LinkedIn's for and it's not going to work. But that company could use LinkedIn for a few other things, including reaching out to people in the press. So every company, B2C or B2B, needs you know, more publicity and press mentions in the media. And you can find bloggers and journalists and radio personalities like yourself and you know, other folks that are writing for newspapers and on TV. You name it. You can find all those people, the editors and the journalists on LinkedIn and develop relationships with them there. And then eventually they'll write stories about you if you do it the right way. Another angle is to reach out to distributors. So that company with the dog collar, they could be looking for buyers 
that work for you know mom and pop retailers or right. even stores like Macy's and bigger you know players and so you know wholesalers and right know. so you may not actually each reach the end user but you'll you'll get to a distributor you'll get to right. perhaps a, a buyer of a store which is a great strategy so whether it's b2b b2c there's something here for everyone we're going to take a short break we're going to be right back my name's chef hike and we're with josh turner and we are talking about linkedin and his company linked selling and his new book book connect and this is amazing business radio we'll be right back Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Josh Turner about LinkedIn, his company, Link Selling, and he just has a new book that is out called Connect, and it's all about the secrets on how to make LinkedIn a success for you. And we just were talking about using LinkedIn as a vehicle for publicity, and I want to dig down a little bit deeper because that intrigues me. Um, We've got a product. We've got something we're excited about. We want to get to a lot of people. Talk about the PR publicity strategy here. Yeah, so I think from a real tactical standpoint, the, the first step would be to go do some research and see what other publications, whether it's online or offline, are already writing about whatever it is that your business does or whatever your product is, you know? So if it's a dog collar, maybe you find pet bloggers, you know, maybe you find some outdoor magazines, you know? And all these people are on LinkedIn. And then you go identify the writers for these articles. And, and what editors. would I search on? Use the advanced people search on LinkedIn okay. and, and search for the name of the website and the person's name that wrote the article or potentially the editor of the website mm-hmm. and then look for that person and reach out to them. And you could it's as simple as saying something like, you know, hey, I noticed that you just wrote an article about X, Y and Z. My company has this thing that does ABC. I'd love to chat with you about it sometime to see if it might be something that, you know, your readers might be interested in. Wow. You want to give them that idea for their next piece. And the nice thing is, is you scale this out, and it's not just one ask, one time. You can do this with multiple people. I mean, I'm sure that uh, if, you started, if you started finding the right search term, uh, you might pull up a list of people. And yep. then there's groups, yep. right? And I know some of this may be elementary to people listening to this, but to some, they don't have any idea. But I would say that even if you know this information, hearing it from you, hearing it the way you say it, you make it crystal clear. Well, thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, and LinkedIn groups specifically are these these communities where like-minded business people come together to share resources, articles, and engage each other in discussions. And you can find a LinkedIn group on almost any topic that you can think of, whether it's industry-based, based on a geography, based on a position, you know, like say you're targeting chief financial officers. There are, I think, a couple thousand groups on LinkedIn that are for CFOs. And so by joining those groups, you then have access to those people. And how do you decide which of the 2,000? You can't join all of them. You can't be active in all of them. And and do you have a recommendation of, number one, how do you sift through what you, you know, all this out there to decide what you want? And number two, how do you take advantage of the group? How do you get involved? Are are you passive? Are you active? Sure. Mm -hmm. So there, you can be in up to 50 groups. And what we recommend people do is figure out what groups are your prospects hanging out in. 
not your competitors. See, people make, that's one of the biggest mistakes people make on LinkedIn is they go join the groups that are related to their subject matter expertise. Only people in those groups are competitors. So once you're in the right groups that your prospects are hanging out in, it then gives you access to them in a, in a really tremendous way. So you can message anybody that you share a group with on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You can share content into these groups that the members of the group will see. And when you say share content, what are you writing articles? You uh, can post articles for your blog in there, or you can just, you know, free form, write comments in, you know, post questions into the group. You don't even have to have articles or blogs to start discussions in these groups. And then what happens is LinkedIn emails out digests of activity from these groups to all the members. So your name is really showing up in the inbox of tens or hundreds of thousands of people every time you engage in a conversation in one of these groups. Wow, wow. So really, you can, I mean, I just, my head is spinning right now because in my head, I'm trying, I'm a very visual person and I see this picture of this little pinpoint, but radiating out to literally thousands and thousands of people and companies out there being recognized. It really starts to level the playing field because a small player can appear very big or at least can play big. Well, absolutely. I mean, and if you really want to play big with the LinkedIn group strategy, you can start your own group, which when we talked about building authority and leadership positioning in your market earlier, building a LinkedIn group that you are the manager and owner of is one of the very best ways you can do that because you control the conversation. You're the founder of the group and people really look to you as as a real player in the market at that point. So is it as simple as just signing up and creating a group, making up a name and saying, okay, this is my group? You can do that. That's the first step. And then from there, you got to figure out, well, what kind of people do I want to attract to my group? Right. How do you get of, them? How do you get members of the group? Well, you can invite all your connections to join your group with okay. pretty much a click of a button. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's proactive, ongoing outreach to personally reach out and invite people to join your group. And what kind of a time commitment is a group? Um, it can depend on how many people are in the group, how active the group is, and a lot of other different components. Can the, can the group take over your life? <laughs> it can't. It cannot take over your life, but I'll tell you, on average, for our clients that hire us to do this for them, the account manager on my team that does all of the work will spend roughly an hour and a half a day mm -hmm. managing the LinkedIn campaign, okay. which includes the group component as well as some other things. I would imagine. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I know I'm. I'm a member of a number of groups. I'm very passive in these groups. Occasionally we'll post something, occasionally we'll get a little conversation going. But the person who owns the group, if you will, uh, or the founder of the group, I would are they in on every piece of the conversation? No, they no. don't have to be. They can mm. pick and choose what to participate in, when to post, and all that kind of stuff. But what, what happens is they have access to the group membership at a, a different level than any mm -hmm. of the other members. They can send out an announcement to the group, which is like an email blast that goes to all the members of the group. And then also they can attach to their profile this leadership status that they are the founder of the XYZ group, which can be very helpful when reaching out to prospects. Can I give you an example? Sure. That's so, what we're here for. Yeah. We have a, a client that's a IT, you know, they're a software development company based in the Midwest and manufacturing companies are a huge target of theirs. So what we've done is we've created a LinkedIn group called Midwest Manufacturing Leaders. And we've adjusted our client's headline so that his headline says founder, Midwest Manufacturing Leaders. 
and then there's a comma and it says CEO at Swip Systems, his company. Mm-hmm. All right. So when we're reaching out to CEOs and CFOs of manufacturing companies on his behalf, instead of looking like, oh, well, here's just another IT guy that's coming to try and sell me something. He looks like a real peer because he's the founder of this manufacturing group full of executives. And how many people are in his group? 6,000. I believe. 6,000 is a pretty nice sized group. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's very That's a targeted. small city. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a small city. I mean, it's highly a township of, of a city. Yeah. That's, and yeah. it's highly targeted. People right. that are only interested. Do you have control over who comes in and who, uh, who stays? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we can invite who we want to invite. And then if for some reason, like a competitor joins the group or anything like that, if we want to, we can boot them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you'd want to. We usually don't. That would be fuel for fire. Yeah, usually best to just kind of make it a, a real, you know, an open community and a, a true resource for people and not try and be exclusive like that. So what other thoughts on, on LinkedIn? I know we're going to talk a little bit about webinars, which we'll wait uh, for the next segment. But is there any other thoughts on LinkedIn that would, you know, we just need to think about? Because I think this is a very powerful marketing piece. And one of the things I love about it is it's, I'm not going to say it's free because I know there is a cost to hit a certain level at LinkedIn. You want to probably get beyond the basic free membership. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. We can talk about that. So there's premium accounts and there's different levels of premium accounts. A lot of our members in our training program use the basic free account because it gives you a lot. But if you're going to really go after it on LinkedIn and really do some damage pretty quickly, you're probably going to want to upgrade to a premium account so that you get more advanced search functionality. You can find more people in the search results. You can send some in-mails. You can see everybody that viewed your profile. Right, and an in-mail, for those that don't know, is a direct message to somebody. Uh, you're, you're allowed a certain number or... That's right. Right, okay. And, and, and I think uh, you don't have their email address. Right. But the in-mail allows you, so I'm going to target uh, that VP at Microsoft that I, I couldn't get to before. Sure and hopefully he or she will read my in-mail. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, another way to target them, though, is just to send them a connection request. Okay. And if you do become connected with that you know, executive at Microsoft, then you do have their email address. So you can export all of your connections from LinkedIn, and they give you all of their email addresses. Wow, okay. So uh, if I want to connect with somebody, it asks me how I know the person. That's right. Right. And I have to be, uh, and the honest thing to do is say, I really don't know the person. I just want to connect. They won't let you send a connection request. If you mark the I don't know them option, they'll say, well, then you're not allowed to send them a connection request. So what do you do? So typically what I do is I mark friend. And then in the message that I send to the person, I include a personal note telling them why I want to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And what we see is that roughly 50 to 70% of people will accept when you include a personal note telling them why you see benefit in being connected. Right, because I know somebody just said, I want to connect with you, and it says you're my friend. I'm going to look at you go, no, you're not my friend. But LinkedIn, you don't see that information come across. See, okay. when you receive the connection request from somebody, LinkedIn no longer tells you, here's what this person said. Here's why this person said they know you. It just comes through with the personal message. It doesn't say friend. Got it, got it. So top marketers are using... And I say marketers, that's a, it's a company that has a marketing plan. Uh, the, the people that are taking advantage of this are really, it's a relatively inexpensive, the premium account, by the way, very inexpensive. It's $49 is a, is a step up, and I'm sure you can go much higher than that. You can spend a little less than that too, yeah. Yeah, what's the highest premium account that you can get on LinkedIn? 
you know, it's been a bit since I checked into that and they're always changing them, but you can definitely spend every bit of $1,000 a month if you really wanted to. Right. And do you know what that gets you different than the basic account? It would get you a lot of in-mail, which would give you access to a ton of people to just message almost anybody you want on LinkedIn. Okay. So that's really what you're doing is you're buying access. But at the end of the day, 1000 bucks a month for a phenomenal public relations machine and marketing machine seems to be a very little price to pay. Yeah, but very few people go to that level. Right, I'm just saying that's yeah. the extreme. Right. It's more like $50. Right. Right, right. Absolutely. So who wouldn't want to do this, which is, is amazing. And I know that uh, it's just an amazing technology. And I just think, what would this have been like uh, 30 years ago when I started my business? If I would have had this at my disposal. Sure. Sure. So we're going to come back in just a moment. We're going to talk about the combination of LinkedIn and how you use it with webinars to create an even stronger position in the marketplace. We've been talking with Josh Turner. My name's Shep Hike, and this is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here. We are back with Josh Turner on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking about LinkedIn. We've heard a lot of great ideas. And now we're going to talk about this webinar strategy, using LinkedIn connected to a webinar. Uh, webinars, interesting concept. Uh, it's just like a seminar, but it's on the web. Yeah, 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 it definitely. Yeah, I mean, in webinars, just to, you know, give you some context on how we started helping businesses with webinars is, is really just because they've made such a huge impact on my business. I mean, prior to us doing webinars, I mean, we were growing at a decent rate. But once we really started focusing in on doing a lot of webinars, our business has, has really exploded since. So the webinar, is it just a class? I mean, it, some people are very you know, comfortable, they jumped on webinars, they know it, but what are you putting in this webinar? Uh, how much value are you giving them? Or is it a blatant commercial? Yeah, so you, you typically wanna stay away from just having a webinar that's nothing but a sales pitch. So Because we, I've been to those and, and sure. I know what I do. Like sure. three minutes into it, if they haven't grabbed me, I'm turning it off. Sure, absolutely. So we like to structure them so that there's a lot of content, a lot of meat on the bone, and people that don't ever buy anything from us still get a lot of value out of it and have a, you know really good tactics and strategies that they can implement for their business. So we'll spend 45 minutes or so on a webinar just giving away good content and good training, and then we'll spend another 20 minutes or so introducing them to an offer or an opportunity to, to work with us if they want to really dig deep in all of it. Great. And do you have Q&A on the webinars? Yeah, we'll do that too. Okay. Sure. And uh, so 45 minutes of meat is good. How much content do you have to share with them? I know, I know you've got Linked University. Is that is that online or is that uh, an actual place to go and enroll like a student? Sure. No, Linked University is, is totally online. And it's, it's webinar-based? It is screencast video training that's totally on demand Okay. for folks that want to learn how to use LinkedIn to, to market and increase their sales. And so, you know, people buy our, our program and they can work at their own pace, pick and choose the lessons that make sense for their business and move on to the next when they're really ready. So we've got over 18 hours of training lessons in the, in the core training library. And that's in addition to the recordings of all of our group coaching sessions and everything. But nobody, you know, usually most people don't just go from start to finish through 18 hours of the training. They pick and choose the lessons that are most applicable to their business and really master those and then move on to the next. Great. So that first 45 minutes, though, that's 
that's the gateway, so to speak. Uh, you, you hook them there, and you're doing it by giving away good content. Yeah, we, we don't, it's not a teaser, really. I mean, the, the content that we give on, on our webinars is usually an entire system that people can use. So we don't pull any punches. We give them the playbook for the system that we're highlighting or showcasing on a given webinar. But when we introduce them to the opportunity to work deeper with us, a lot of people say, you know what, this stuff makes a lot of sense. I'm going to commit to doing this, and I can see the value in having this company helping me along the way. Wow, that's great. And what other types of companies can get into using webinars? And, and I, I can see, I know for my business, because I'm, you know, we do customer service training, and I do speaking, and, and it's real easy. Hey, learn more about it. We'll give you customer service tips. And if you like what we're giving, well, then maybe you want to go deeper. Sure. Is that, I mean, I can see pretty much any business, any type of business uh, can do this. Yeah. Manufacturing. I, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, a lot of old school companies have a lot of success with it. Um, because not many of their competitors are doing it, which is, I love those situations. I think if, if you think about what kind of businesses would it not make sense for, you know, maybe a, a store selling mattresses might not do webinars, or maybe a, like the gym downstairs, they might not do webinars. You know, they might be more inclined to marketing in their local area. Right, but I, let's talk about the, the gym downstairs. So the gym downstairs is a small gym, and maybe they can't afford to do a lot of radio, TV, or, or newspaper ads, which I don't know how any of these people really are selling compared with all the access to Google AdWords and things like that. But if I go on LinkedIn, I can do an advanced search uh, or I can pay for a premium package that will allow me to connect with people like in my zip code. So if I'm the gym downstairs and I wanna attract people in my local market, I would do a special search for the people in my zip code, yes? Sure, you could do that. Okay, and I can market my webinar on how to be healthy and how to work out right to these people. Yep. And if I give them good value and saying, hey, here's a workout that you can do at home, okay? And here's some exercises. If you have a few weights, maybe you can do this. If you want to bump up to a machine, this is the machine we recommend. Um, and then I can also at the end say, and by the way, if you like this and you want some accountability, our trainers will work with you, so come on in. Sure. That's a great strategy. You could absolutely do that. So uh, two thoughts come into my mind, though, is that one, that might not be a strategy that you can constantly run because, you know, you might run out of runway. There's only so many people, right. you know, in Louisville that you can reach out to that are going to be interested in your webinar. And, and Louisville specifically in my zip code area that's close enough that they want to drive a couple, three, four, five miles to right. get here. You only got yeah. so much runway there. Right. But where the big opportunity might be for that gym is broadening their horizons past just working with local clients and thinking about having a virtual training program where they sign clients on to work with their trainers from anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world. How would that work? Well, you know, I'm not a, a personal trainer or, or a health expert in any, in any sense, but I know there are a lot of people in that space that are doing this exact thing because it's really, it's just coaching. It's like virtual coaching. So it's coaching. We're not actually having you come in and, because when I think of a personal trainer, I think go into the gym and the trainer's looking at me going, okay, give me 25 right now, sit-ups, push-ups, whatever. Let's go over to the machine and do a certain number of, of reps on the weights and let's go over to the bike. Uh, you're telling me I would use this person as a coach, somebody that would hold me accountable, ask me, what did you do today? You know, tell me what your weight is today. Did you get on the scale? Don't yeah. lie to me. <laughs> yep, yep. Hold you accountable. Make sure you're eating right. Go over your meal plan with you. Make sure you're working out. Talk about your progress 
with your gym sessions. And a lot of these companies that have a more virtual model like that, they will also provide the training on, you know, how to use the machines and stuff, but they will provide that in, in the form of videos. That Video they based training. Wow. That's brilliant. So really the small gym downstairs, how about a large company? Can a large company take advantage? And what, what would be a, give me an example of a very large company that's using webinars to help drive their business. Absolutely. And, and by the way, webinars combined with, you know, what you love, which is LinkedIn. Sure, sure, no doubt. I mean, there are, all you have to do is log on to LinkedIn and look at some of the ads that they're showing you to see some pretty big companies that are doing webinars and using LinkedIn. But one example is a client that we work with. They're about a $5 million a year company uh, in the sales training market. So they mm -hmm. help businesses learn how to sell better and be more effective at closing and such. And they have evergreen webinars that they hire us to help promote via LinkedIn through a few different strategies. So these are webinars that are running pretty much every day of the week and targeting business owners all across the world. And we're helping them drive traffic to those webinars using LinkedIn. And so they're doing the, do they get any one-on-one -on -one coaching with any of their people uh, in their headquarters? They do, yeah. They have, not only do they sell online training that's you know totally virtual, but they have conferences and masterminds and one-on-one -on -one programs. And it can all be done via, you know, we can get, I think you can get six people on a Skype call. Sure. You can get 10 people on a Google Hangout, yep. right? And uh, you can probably get dozens and dozens on a teleseminar Absolutely. Uh, line, a freeconferencecall.com. All uh, of the above, yeah. <laughs> right. So, wow, great way to promote. And I would imagine if you're a much, much larger company, you would just probably do a little bit more of a sophisticated, uh, you wouldn't use freeconferencecall.com perhaps, but yeah. still, I love free. Free is a very good thing. So this is phenomenal. Excellent information. Use LinkedIn to identify your market. Uh, you can actually just stay in that world and just focus on connecting with people and for lack of a better term, one-on-one. -on -one. You can get into groups, you can create your own groups. And if you wanted to, you can take it to another level, which is to create a, an educational product. And I can even see a manufacturing company where it's like, why would I want to watch a webinar by a man, maybe a leading manufacturer might not talk about their product, but might talk about the state of the industry and give an industry update you know, sure. on their webinar. And granted, that might not be evergreen content, but I would imagine a lot of people in the industry might say, hey, I want to hear what these people are saying about the studies that they commissioned uh, and that type of thing. So great informational uh, delivery and getting people interested in, and creating a lot of goodwill, which hopefully turns into business, and then some direct, a uh, little bit more aggressive methods as well. I think it's a perfect strategy. Any other thoughts on, on how to use this? You've given us a ton of information. And yeah. obviously, if we want more, uh, two things. One, we want to buy the book, Absolutely. Connect. So let's remind them, if you go to theconnectbook.com, is that correct? That's it. Theconnectbook.com, you will learn how to get this book at no charge. Yep, that's right. And, and But what you're asking them to do, so let's be clear and very transparent. Sure. Because Absolutely. I think it's still a great deal. If you were to buy this book, the postage would be what? Three ninety-five, four dollars, yep. something like that. You are asking them to basically, in effect, pay for postage. Right. But what they get for by paying for postage, if they go to Amazon for just under four dollars or so, yep. they get to buy the ebook. So right. they get it immediately, send you the receipt, and, and the, you then send them the physical book yep. that they could have. So if you go to theconnectbook.com, uh, you get all the instructions on how to do it. It's it's very straightforward. But essentially, like Shep just said. Um, Basically, you just have to go buy the Kindle version and then forward us your receipt, and then we will ship you the physical copy 
on June 15th, totally free of charge, and we'll also enroll you in a LinkedIn course called Your LinkedIn Marketing Master Plan, which is a step-by-step course to help you start generating leads by the end of next week. And that's normally $197. Is this your 18-part course that you mentioned earlier? This is a different course than Mm -hmm. LinkedIn University, but this is actually a 12-day course geared to help you start generating leads with LinkedIn by the end of next week. And uh, so, so if you're not using LinkedIn, this is the place to start. Absolutely. Yep. Get wow. the book, you know, by getting in on the pre-order, you'll be able to get the book shipped to you for free on June 15th and get this LinkedIn course, which is normally $197, but we're including it for free with the book launch. Wow. And the way you can afford to do that, it is a virtual on-demand product. You've yep. made it, you set it, and, and I think it's a great way. It's a very exciting program. Uh, Linked University is if you really want to take the deep, deep, deep dive. Yes? That's right. Okay, great. And how do we just find out in general more information about you? Yeah, so, I mean, if you go to the, the website for the book, there's more info about me, but you can also just look me up on LinkedIn. Search Imagine for Josh that. Turner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, search for Josh Turner, and I'm sure there's other Josh Turners in the world, but only one headline that says... I think it says something like, uh, get my new book, Connect, for free at theconnectbook.com. Josh, you are a genius, and this is why we call Amazing Business Radio Amazing Business Radio, because this has been an amazing segment. I really appreciate you coming out. If there's one last thing you wanted to share with us, one last thing, what would it be? I would just challenge people to actually put a real plan in place for how they're going to leverage LinkedIn. So many people are just wasting their time with it. They just log in, they poke around, they look at a group, they... They check their inbox, but they're just basically wasting time with it, and they're just using it because everyone says you're supposed to be. But the people that have a really clear plan for exactly who they're targeting and what tactics are going to be successful for reaching those people get far better results. So just get clear on what your plan is for using it, and you'll be light years ahead of everybody else. I want you to think about it this way. There's probably a marketing budget in place. Almost every company budgets for everything. And if you've got a marketing budget, part of that marketing budget is the time of your people to do whatever it is in marketing. And if maybe you're spending X number of dollars a month, maybe you take a look and say, hey, I want one of my people to now spend, what, 20 minutes a day, half an hour a day? What would it take? Absolutely, man. You, If you spend 20 minutes a day using LinkedIn, just working one or two of, of our strategies, you'll get some really good results. Wow. So what you're looking at is about an hour and a half a week or so sure. on LinkedIn. And so budget whatever that hourly rate of that employee breaks down to. They may be on salary, but figure it out. I'll bet you it's not that much. And that's probably some of the best marketing dollars that you can spend. Absolutely. All right, man. LinkedIn is, is just wonderful. And Josh, you're wonderful too. You've given us great insight. Thanks for joining us. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Thanks for watching. Actually, thanks for listening. If you want to watch, go to the webinar that Josh has and you can watch him there. Again, uh, Amazing Business Radio. And I always love to remind everybody to stay amazing. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.